0: Hey, Bible y'all Hey everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all Podcast for Monday, December 18th. Happy Flake Appreciation Day, which celebrates not Congress, but the time of year when snow starts to fall. Did y'all know that no two snowflakes are alike? Me too. Did y'all know there's 35 different categories of snowflake? Me neither. Seems to me having 35 categories of anything makes it harder to understand and defeats the purpose of categorizing in the first place. But nobody asked me. Being from Floridia, y'all probably think I never seen snow. And you're right. I mean, I seen Florida snow. I even seen it stick to the ground. I even made a snowman once. It was about 8 inches tall and it was full of leaves and sticks. Contrary to popular belief, it does get cold in Florida. Not like the Dakotas or anything, but there's a couple three weeks when you gotta put on socks, maybe a hoodie. Like tonight's low, supposed to be 40. Not terribly cold, but not warm either. Normally, our coldest lows are in the teens. I've seen it get near zero and ice form in the bay, but not since I was a little kid. Florida winter is about like being in the fridge, if the fridge was windy and humid. And that's a thing, Florida is humid, like real humid, like y'all don't even know. FSU says we're the most humid state in the union, and I believe it. 80 to 100% is totally normal, which means everything's always wet. And in the winter, it's cold and wet, which is why I think it never snows here despite the freezing temps. And also why I maintain that 40 degrees in Florida is colder than 40 anywhere else. And I know this cause I've seen pictures of people out west snow skiing in shorts and bikinis and such. If it ever snowed enough in Florida for us to ski on it, not only ain't nobody wearing shorts, we're busting up our furniture and burning it in a 55-gallon drum in the living room, trying not to freeze to death. Our reading for today is Habakkuk 1:1 1, 1 through 3:19, Revelation 9:1 through 21, Psalm 137:1 1 through 9, and Proverbs 30:10. So if y'all are ready, personally, my favorite thing about winter is looking at the snow on TV from paradise in flip-flops. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, yesterday on December 17th in the Old Testament, we read Nahum 1.1 through 3.19. We read the whole book. And Nahum in the Hebrew means consoler or comforter. And he's called Nahum the Elkishite. And nobody knows where that city was. One theory is that it's the city that they later called Capernaum, which literally means the village of Nahum <laughs> at the Sea of Galilee. So, yeah, probably. Hmm. Nobody knows when he wrote it either, but they can narrow it down to between 663 and 612 BC because of two things he mentions. Number one, he mentions Thebes, which they call No-Amon, in Egypt, falling to the Assyrians, and that was in 663 BC. And he talks about it in the past tense, so it had already happened. And B, the remainder of Nahum's prophecies came true in 612 BC. So, there you go. And he didn't write this book as a warning or a call to repentance for the people of Nineveh. God already did that when he sent them Jonah 150 years earlier. And at that time, the Ninevites repented. But since then, they backslid. And now they're just as bad, if not worse, as they were before. And they had a rep for being absolutely brutal in their conquest. Doing stuff like hanging the bodies of their victims on poles and putting their skin on the walls of their tents and such. And now Nahum was telling the people of Judah to not despair because God had pronounced judgment on them and they'd be getting what they deserved. Remember at the end of Jonah, when we said Nineveh lasted a couple hundred years before they got trashed by armies fighting over it? Well, that's what we're talking about here. And he starts right out in verse 2, talking about God taking vengeance on Nineveh. He says, God's slow to anger, but once you get him going, you better watch out. Who can stand before his indignation and who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. He says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. But with an overrunning flood, he will make an utter end of the place thereof, and darkness shall pursue his enemies. That pretty much sums up the book. He says, What do ye imagine against the Lord? In other words, what exactly do you think you're going to do about all this, Nineveh? And in chapter 2, verse 1, he says, He that dasheth in pieces is come up before thy face, Keep the munition, watch the way, make thy loins strong, fortify thy power mightily. He's saying, get ready, because we're about to have it out. Kind of like if you were about to fight somebody, you'd tell them to get up. You wouldn't want to sucker punch him while they're sitting down. You'd want to meet them on their feet. He says, for the Lord hath turned away the excellency of Jacob as the excellency of Israel. He's saying, I've already punished Jacob and Israel, and I like them. You don't really think you're getting out of it, do you? And Huzab shall be led away captive. And Huzab is the queen. And I'm not sure if that's a name or a title, but she shall be brought up and her maid shall lead her as with the voice of doves, the voice of mourning. In other words, tabering upon their breasts, beating their breasts in mourning is what he's saying. But Nineveh is of old like a pool of water, yet they shall flee away. In other words, the people are going to run away like water. In verse nine, they're going to get spoiled. In verse 10, the city gets abandoned. And chapter 3, says the noise of a whip and the noise of the rattling of the wheels and of the prancing horses and of the jumping chariots. Somebody's army is coming, in other words. The horseman lifteth up both the bright sword and the glittering spear. And there is a multitude slain and a great number of carcasses. And there is none end of their corpses. They stumble upon their corpses. And that's bad. And he says, I will cast abominable filth upon thee and make thee vile. And that's some awesome writing. I'm totally working that sentence into conversation tomorrow at work. <laughs> and verse eight through ten talks about the city of No in Egypt getting overthrown, and says y'all ain't no better than them. And verse sixteen and seventeen compares the coming army to locusts and cankerworm. Bottom line, God gave Nineveh every chance to repent and turn to him, and they did for a minute, but then they blew it, and now they gotta get taken down. So maybe Jonah's finally satisfied.
1: So, God warned, they repented, God relented, and they forgot. Like a pig wallowing in the mire, after a bath and a dog to its vomit, they returned to evil. This is a lesson that we need to love truth so much that we walk in it every single day. God warned about forgetting and made provision to help the Jews remember their God. Everything God says we need to mix with faith to continue in it. Faith works by love. Remember the letter to the church in Ephesus. Jesus says, return to our first love. Maintain our first love, our best love. Do what we did in the beginning, when we first began.
0: And then in the New Testament, we read Revelation 8, 1 through 13. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Like in Joshua, when they marched around Jericho. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And the trumpet of God sounded when the law was given, in Exodus 19. And they blew the trumpet seven times at Jericho, too. In verse 3, And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it, with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And some say that this angel is Jesus But the word another in Greek is alos, which means of the same kind. Thus, it's not Christ, as opposed to heteros, which is another of a different kind. So this was another regular angel and not a different angel. In verse seven, the first angel sounded and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood and they were cast upon the earth and the third part of the trees was burned up and all the green grass was burned up. Now, I don't know if that's literally fire and blood, but whatever it is, it's an ecological disaster. It doesn't say as hail or like hail, so it's probably literal hail. And hail is always used of judgment, like in Isaiah and Job or the plagues of Egypt. Verse 8, And the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. And it says as a mountain, so not literal, but like a mountain. So a meteor, maybe. And it's another ecological disaster that kills a third of the fish and sinks a third of the ships. So I'm going with meteor. And verse 10, And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning, as it were, a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters, because they were made bitter. So a similar thing happens again But this one kills the rivers. So some hit the oceans and some the rivers. And what I've got pictured is maybe like a comet, which are mostly ice, or maybe it's radioactive or poisonous or something. And it hits the atmosphere and explodes and rains poison down over the oceans and land. Maybe over Asia, but I'm just guessing. But anyway, verse 12. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. So maybe that's debris in the atmosphere blocking out the sun. And it kind of looks like these first four trumpets are all different parts of one single event. And maybe, but don't rule out miracles either. And he wraps up in verse 13 by saying, And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth by reason, of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. And he's right. It's going to get so much worse.
1: God will not tolerate sin forever.
0: And in Psalms, we read Psalm 136, 1-26. And this is another call and response psalm. And the idea is, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And it gives you 26 reasons to be grateful and love the Lord. And each verse ends with, For his mercy endureth forever.
1: In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. Remember Psalm 100? We enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart, the key to the kingdom and to abiding in the vine.
0: And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs thirty seven through 9 And that says, Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. What he's saying is he don't trust himself. If God makes me rich and powerful, I'll start to think I don't need him. If God makes me poor and destitute, I'll start to think he don't love me. Either way, I'll reject him, which I don't want to do. So just keep me at a happy medium and I won't be tempted by vanity and lies in either direction.
1: Yeah, Yeah, this guy knows that need and excess can be detrimental to his walk with God. For example, we can be proud of what we don't have, and we can be proud of what we do have, but things don't give us value. Jesus already did that, and he teaches us to pray for our daily bread and for deliverance from evil. We're asking for those things, too, while we're here, before we die.
0: But that's the end of our review of Yesterday's Study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for December 18th is Habakkuk 1.1-3.19. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou shew me iniquity, and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous, therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Behold ye among the heathen, and regard and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days, which ye will not believe, though it be told you. For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadth of the land, to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves." Their horses also are swifter than the leopards, and are more fierce than evening wolves. And their horsemen shall spread themselves, and their horsemen shall come from far. They shall fly as the eagle that hasteth to eat. They shall come all for violence. Their faces shall sup up as the east wind, and they shall gather the captivity as the sand, and they shall scoff at the kings, and the princes shall be a scorn unto them. They shall deride every stronghold, for they shall heap dust and take it. Then shall his mind change, and he shall pass over and offend, imputing this his power unto his God. Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, mine holy one? We shall not die. O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment. And O mighty God, thou hast established them for correction. Thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil, and canst not look on iniquity. Wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously, and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he? And makest men as the fishes of the sea, as the creeping things that have no ruler over them. They take up all of them with the angle. They catch them in their net, and gather them in their drag. Therefore they rejoice and are glad. Therefore they sacrifice unto their net, and burn incense unto their drag. Because by them their portion is fat, and their meat plenteous. Shall they therefore empty their net, and not spare continually to slay the nations? Chapter 2 I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. Yea, also, because he transgresseth by wine, he is a proud man, neither keepeth at home, who enlargeth his desire as hell, and is as death and cannot be satisfied, but gathereth unto him all nations, and heapeth unto him all people. Shall not all these take up a parable against him, and a taunting proverb against him, and say, Woe to him that increaseth that which is not his! How long? And to him that ladeth himself with thick clay, Shall they not rise up suddenly that shall bite thee, and awake that shall vex thee, and thou shalt be booties unto them? Because thou hast spoiled many nations, all the remnant of the people shall spoil thee, because of men's blood, and for the violence of the land, of the city, and of all that dwell therein. Woe to him that coveteth an evil covetousness to his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of evil. Thou hast consulted shame to thy house by cutting off many people and has sinned against thy soul. For the stone shall cry out of the wall, and the beam out of the timber shall answer it. Woe to him that buildeth a town with blood, and establisheth a city by iniquity. Behold, is it not of the Lord of hosts, that the people shall labor in the very fire, and the people shall weary themselves for very vanity? For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink, that putteth thy bottle to him, and makest him drunken also, that thou mayest look on their nakedness. Thou art filled with shame for glory. Drink thou also, and let thy foreskin be uncovered. The cup of the Lord's right hand shall be turned unto thee, and shameful spewing shall be on thy glory. For the violence of Lebanon shall cover thee, and the spoil of beasts which made them afraid, because of men's blood, and for the violence of the land, of the city, and of all that dwell therein. What profiteth the graven image that the Maker thereof hath graven it? the molten image and a teacher of lies, that the maker of his work trusteth therein to make dumb idols. Woe unto him that saith to the wood, Awake, to the dumb stone arise it shall teach. Behold, it is laid over with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in the midst of it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Chapter 3 A Prayer of Habakkuk the Prophet upon Shigonoth. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known, in wrath remember mercy. God came from Timan, and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise, and his brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand, and there was the hiding of his power. Before him went the pestilence, and burning coals went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth. He beheld and drove asunder the nations and the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills did bow. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Kushan in affliction, and the curtains of the land of Midian did tremble. Was the Lord displeased against the rivers? Was thine anger against the rivers? Was thy wrath against the sea, that thou didst ride upon thine horses, and thy chariots of salvation? Thy bow was made quite naked, according to the oaths of the tribes, even thy word. Selah. Thou didst cleave the earth with rivers. The mountains saw thee, and they trembled. The overflowing of the water passed by. The deep uttered his voice, and lifted up his hands on high. The sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of thine arrows they went, and at the shining of thy glittering spear. Thou didst march through the land in indignation. Thou didst thresh the heathen in anger. Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people, even for salvation with thine anointed. Thou woundedst the head out of the house of the wicked, by discovering the foundation unto the neck, Selah, thou didst strike through with his staves the head of his villages. They came out as a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was as to devour the poor secretly. Thou didst walk through the sea with thine horses, through the heap of great waters. When I heard, my belly trembled, my lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he cometh up unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places." to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. And our reading in the New Testament for December 18th is Revelation 9, 1-21. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion, when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle, and they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months." And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar which is before God, saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day, and a month, and a year, for to slay the third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand, and I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire, and of jacinth, and brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed, by the fire, and by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth, and in their tails. For their tails were like unto serpents, and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils, and idols of gold, and silver, and brass, and stone, and of wood, which neither can see, nor hear, nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Our reading in Psalms for December 18th is Psalm 137, 1-9. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song, and they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth, if I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. Remember, O Lord, the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem, who said, Raise it, raise it, even to the foundation thereof. O daughter of Babylon, who art to be destroyed, happy shall he be that rewardeth thee, as thou hast served us. Happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones." And our reading in Proverbs for December 18th is Proverbs 30, verse 10. Accuse not a servant unto his master, lest he curse thee, and thou be found guilty. And that'll do it for the 18th. All right, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. I was thinking about the birth of Jesus versus his second coming, and how everything in God's daytimer is right on schedule. And that led me to Ecclesiastes, believe it or not, so today's prayer is about Ecclesiastes 3, verse one and two, which says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. So hit the 30 second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on how God knows what he's doing, cause prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, to everything there is a season. Every time ancient sin has abounded, you provided a remedy, whether by flood, captivity or diaspora, followed by deliverance for the remnant through your word. Until 2000 years ago, when the word became flesh and dwelt among us, the Lord Jesus born right on schedule taught us a better way and right on schedule died as the final sacrifice for the sins of humanity. Now we can sing a new song to the glory of your name until right on schedule, Christ returns to reign in holiness come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yalling I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody listening and let this podcast be helpful to them somehow. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like Bible Y'all and you want to support it, best thing y'all can do is to pray. For me and Bible Y'all Squaw and all our friends and family. And if you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleY'allPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you ain't going to make things any better for anybody, just try not to make them any worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible Y'all.
1: Did you want to say December?
0: Wasn't going to, but okay. I will now.
1: <laughs> you wasn't going to? Oh, okay, okay. Then I that's... figure
0: everybody knows it's December.
1: Okay. You're right.
0: But I'll start over no, if it'll make you feel better. It
1: won't. Wasn't, I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yesterday on December 17th, you have to stop. You have to at least let me get past the first 17 words before you start cracking up.